Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part four in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. So let's spend the next couple minutes um, talking about how we grow in our ability to be present. Because again, if we're going to be present with others, we've got to first be present with ourselves. We've got to be able to be present before God. Like We've got to be able to tell the truth about what we're experiencing. And so I want to give some super practical, I think, things, but also... I mean, I think the first thing we have to go through to is just called the classical disciplines, right? Of mm. silence, solitude, meditative prayer, and meditative scripture reading. Um, so I think in the real practical to-dos, maybe at the end, um, or here in just a minute, we can we can kind of unpack those a little bit more. But just can I tolerate being silent? There, you know, there, there being a time, even if it's like a couple minutes, we're not talking like a day or something crazy, but am I able to tolerate silence at all? Solitude, mm. meaning being alone at all. Um, meditative scripture or meditative prayer is really a posture of listening. So when people think of prayer, they think about words, typically talking to God. Meditative prayer is that, but it's just like, can you sit silently kind of in a posture of prayer, but just more of listening for God. Um, meditative scripture reading, which I'll unpack that more in a minute, but um, those four di- spiritual disciplines, kind of those classic spiritual disciplines, mm. you know, I believe, um, I can say, you know, we believe, you know, is what cultivates the capacity for the human soul to tolerate um being still and kind of holding, holding life, just however it comes and wherever it is. Yeah, and oftentimes it's the tensions <laughs> that we that we try to avoid, right? The pain that we try to avoid. Making this like making this as practical as possible. Hearing you say those four things of silence, solitude, meditative praying prayer, meditative scripture reading. It sounds kind of silly. We're like, so we're just going to sit there quietly for a long time and then, you know, pray a little bit more and read a little bit more and then I'll get better. Um, that's, that is not what we're talking about. We're talking about this, a consistency to being able to sit in the silence. Cause what's going to happen is in those moments of silence, when we are being silent, things are going to come to the forefront of our mind. There's going and there's going to be a reason and a pattern and a rhythm to what comes to the forefront of our mind. Because if I am trying to be silent and just practice that alone in solitude, solitude's different than isolation because solitude is an intentional time for a set amount of time focused on being with God. That's not isolation. So whatever comes to the forefront, like just being with God you're able to see like what is coming up and there's going to be a pattern to it. And the same is true when we're doing contemplative listening prayer with God, like what is he bringing to mind? And then what am I seeing consistently when I am reading scripture? And you said you were going to, you were going to unpack what contemplative scripture reading is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Before I do that, I, I, I just think, I think you're right, man. I think that the first thing that these spiritual disciplines do is they bring to the surface what we've been trying to push down. Mm, yeah. 
So like, for example, like go try it. I think anyone listening, if, if you're like, what does that mean? It's like, go try to be quiet. Go to a place by yourself and try to be quiet for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And if you've never done it, I, I, I would guess. And, and if you, and if you kind of have a chaotic mind and what I mean by that is probably, you know, monkey mind, just thought to Bounces. thought to thought, you, you, you struggle to, to think clearly and slowly you struggle to slow down. What, what I get, what I'm guessing will happen is you might experience some anxiety mm. and stress <laughs> in trying to be quiet because yep. those thoughts those possibly we could call them temptations, maybe, um, memories, emotions, the, all these things, several or one of these things might start to bubble up and, oh, now, now you're, now you're kind of have to facing all that stuff or the, or that thing that you've been reluctant to deal with, or you haven't dealt with, or you don't know how to deal with. Mm-hmm. Silent, the, like the silent solitude, meditative prayer, and scripture reading, they they bring up, they kind of bring up all that stuff. And when we talk about those things allowing us to grow, well, if if we if we do if we have a regular rhythm and routine of of doing those things, then we're regularly dealing with ourselves. And by regularly dealing with ourselves, we're going to be healthier. But when you start, it is tough. It can be tough. And so there's six things I wrote down. So feel free to, to add or or whatever. But um, if you're just getting started and you're like, man, I want to grow in presence, but this seems this feels and sounds a little overwhelming. I think the first of the six I want to start with is is what I've found to be helpful for myself, but also for a lot of people that I think they're just getting started. And that's a sensory walk. And I think now's a good time to talk about it because the weather's at least where we're at, the weather's getting nicer. A sensory walk, like for me, when I'm most anxious and stressed out, and there might be a season or a week where I just get an extraordinary amount of bad news or, or trouble or just, just feeling I'm not sleeping well and just feeling it. Um, a sensory walk's really helpful. And what that looks like for me is I put in headphones. I usually put on some like, <laughs> like ocean noise, you know, waves. And I'll just like go on a walk outside. I've got a path. I can literally envision it right now the, the, the route that I take, um, from my house and there's trees and there's a path and it's quiet and I'll just pay attention to what's around me, like the trees and how the air feels and the smells. Maybe somebody just mowed their grass, you know? Um, but sensory, what that means is like, you're engaging your senses. I'm paying attention uh, to what I'm smelling and seeing and hearing. If I've got headphones in, I might be hearing those waves, but if not, I might be hearing a dog bark or something, but you're just, you're being present to, to, to all these senses that you're experiencing. And then you're engaging your body cause you're on a walk. So you're, you're, you're breathing and you're, you're, you're feeling your legs under you. If you're hearing this for the first time, that might sound weird, but it really is soothing and it really does bring you into the present moment. Mm -hmm. And so if you're just wanting to practice presence, a sensory walk is a good start. So if you're in the refuge, right. And you're in phase one or two, like you could walk the long driveway and back. Yeah. What a beautiful view of just the field around you, the open air, the trees in the distance. 
um, and just take it in mm-hmm. and just be there. Just be right there. Don't think about your family. Don't think about, you know, the problems you've left behind. Just, just be right there and, and take in what's around you. That's what a sensory walk is. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part five on our conversation. We'll see you then. 